I'm just rolling. We can start whenever. Oh, you're rolling already? I didn't know how long we were just going to dick around getting nothing done. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's a valid fear. Foul Mouth Podcast. It's about birds. Welcome to Foul Mouth Podcast, Episode 7. It is fucking hot out there. Things are dying at alarming rates, and we are dirty fucking liars. We said we'd do an interview, life gets in the way, and instead we're going to berate you with our own fucking ramblings again. You're welcome. <laughs> so sit back and fucking listen to us, because you don't have anything better to do, apparently, than listen to us bullshit. Um, so we can get right into it. What have you guys been doing? Uh, nobody wants to talk with me on the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I teach for a living. And, um, one of the things that I'm going to be teaching this coming fall is <laughs> working with microcontrollers, microcomputers, doing physical computing, analog sensors, digital communications, embedded technologies, IOT, buzzwords, things like that. And I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Have you ever heard of a Raspberry Pi? It's like this tiny Linux computer. It's like the size of a no, like a credit I've card. Eaten a Raspberry Pi. I've never done yeah. anything else with one. You could eat this. You would, <laughs> you would die, but you could eat it. It's full of uranium, uh, but it's full, it's full of precious rare earth metals. <laughs> um. Anyway, so these are um, you know, tiny little computers that can live places uh, disconnected from the world in terms of power they can be powered by batteries but they can communicate by wi-fi um so these are things that you imagine like you could stick um like with a moisture sensor on the side of i don't know like a planter right and it'll tell you when your plants need to be watered and then it can actually open up an actuator and let some water drip into the plant until the humidity comes up and then and then turn it off. Like these are the sorts of things that these can do. Home automation, uh, the world of the future. I don't know, my computer sounds like it's, it's taking off fire. You should make a Raspberry Pi that would then cool down your computer. How's that? I should just have a computer that doesn't catch on fire <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. All right, so ignore that sound. Um, it's it's gonna put that over there. Um, so but hooking all this stuff up together like is is difficult because a lot of the peripherals are third party. They're made by just random tiny companies somewhere in China. There's no documentation. It's hard to know what pieces fit together with each other to make like a working system. Okay, and so. Um, there, awesome. there are sort of like specialized websites that that sell this stuff, okay. right? And they sell kits. And if you don't want one of their kits, if you want to put one together, which is what I wanted to do, you really sort of want to be able to talk to somebody about sort of what components go with what the best. Gotcha. Um, and I sent emails to the the edu sort of departments you know of these companies which are not small companies i mean they're making hundreds of millions of dollars a year in sales and saying hey i'm going to be teaching a class at this small northeastern liberal arts college you might have heard of it and uh and maybe 
you know, somebody there could give me a call. We could talk this out. I'm not spending a ton of money. You know, it's like $5,000. But like, maybe don't just send me back a form response having not read my email and and essentially offering no help at all. You have Yale at the end of your email address. It's very, it's very disconcerting. It made me feel sad and alone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Who are these fuckwads? In a um, I just, I know, it, I, I'm, I'm shocked. These I'm not, are, ca- I'm not going to not... name names, but yeah, <laughs> out of fruit. Um, like I just, come on, man, just like. You know, and you can't call any place. Nobody has phone numbers <laughs> on the websites. And it's like, ah. Scott's anyway. mad at me because I text him all the time and he hates texting. I hate it. I hate <laughs> communicating in general. But in this case, I really want to. I really want to talk to people. You want to talk anyway. to people live on the phone about about <clears throat> about really confusing computer parts. Yep. That's what I got out of that. Because it's essentially exactly... That's the story. T L D listen too long didn't listen. Yeah, he he wants to get these like doohickeys. <laughs> I want these fancy thingamajig hickeys. Doohickeys, and, and no one will talk so, to him. No so one wants just, to just like, sell me stuff. Like not he's not even like looking for an educational discount. He just wants to like figure out if like what he would be purchasing or like just get the like the purchase of x amount like 20 or 30 that he needs and they're like oh we don't handle one in particular they don't ha- handle orders that small yeah wow i was literally told that wow that they would help me if i would spend ten thousand dollars but not five thousand dollars <laughs> they were like, bargaining okay. free. <laughs> and then another place uh they were like um they had this part that I wanted, $60 a part. I'm, I, I need 20 right? So I'm like, and they're like, want more? Like, send an inquiry for volume pricing. I'm like, this is 60 for one. How much can I get if I order 20 And like three or four <laughs> days go by, and I get this crazy form email, like formatted HTML email um, that's like, your price is $60 a piece. And I'm like, <laughs> that's eerily reminiscent of the price for one <laughs> but thanks thanks for wasting my time like i had to fill out this form anyway four days went by holy fuck uh you know and it's like i don't want to just go on amazon and order the parts but like literally now i have a list on amazon of these parts because i can i can see them they have enough and i'm just gonna that's where i have to go i have to go there instead of one of these dedicated you know, electronics, you know, old school electronics companies that don't want to talk to me. That's fucked up. That's bullshit because those companies are just fucking putting more power into the hands of the fucking machine that is sucking the world of any creativity and autonomy. And yeah, it's really bad. Anything else like that. Yeah. So sorry about our, that. That bucket full of negativity, guys. Well, our, our agency has just been drawn out of us by Bezos and fucking Amazon. It's easier so. to just sort of stay lockstep with the cogs around you. It is because it, it hurts so when cool. you try to speed up or slow down. <laughs> you know, it's like your edges getting getting dulled off. Oh, yeah. that was that was sad. Round round gears. Heather, how about, how about you, Heather? Heather, do you have something f- 
happier yeah, <laughs> to some, talk about. Do you have something upbeat? Yeah. So we recently took James to an owl event run by Horizon Wings at the local library. Oh, they um, let owls in the library? Yeah. Those fucking Hogwarts. In the well, it was in the dreary basement that hasn't been updated in like 50 years but yes they did allow <laughs> owls still an iron maiden in the basement yeah it's, it's pretty sad down there but <laughs> um so J- james's second word was owl <laughs> and so when off. i saw that they were gonna have an owl event i you know called the librarian and thought you know is it okay? Because it was supposed to be like from ages four and up, and James is not even one yet. But she was like, "Well, if you take him out, if he freaks out, like it'll be fine." And I'm like, "Okay." So we brought him there, um, and we might kick you out, but sure, bring your kid to see the owls. Well, I mean, I kind of knew like we might not take him in for a long time. Yeah, of course. Um, they started with Eastern Screech Owls, which cool. are so small that I don't think he realized what was happening, <laughs> but I was happy uh, to see them. Um, and one had one eye. Nice. That's sweet. sweet. Um, and, then, and then they brought out the Barn Owl, and that's big oh, enough for cool. him to really see. And as soon as they brought him out, he goes, Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> And the whole place laughed because it's like, you know, a baby freaking out over owls. That's it's really cute. Adorable. Um, but then we had to take him out soon after because he just wanted to crawl up and touch the owl. Well, like, yeah. It's just a natural human I response mean, when I you wanted see something to, that cute. Yeah. I wanted to go up and pet the owl. Oh, man, um, that's cool. But yeah, so it was great. It was great, like, knowing that the owls that he sees in the books that are always just illustrations like he could he knows when he sees a real one that it's the same thing his fucking brain is just folding in front of you folding and twisting and making connections that's pretty cool what it was horizon wings yeah the place is called horizon wings and the program was called the secret lives of owls um and i guess they i looked at their website and they go around to um, libraries all over connecticut and do these presentations they have different presentations that they do and they're all these rescued um owls and then like the stories behind them which is really cool because then it also teaches the kids the do's and don'ts of rescue that's cool you know oh that's awesome yeah oh i wish we could have stayed i like honestly if they came around again i would go like i hope they come around again but i would like to catch it maybe without james even, <laughs> the only lone adult was so yeah i was so it was really you know and the bird nerd in me was really hard to not shout out the answers <laughs> <laughs> man so like, man we're trying to let the kids answer these questions because it's you like shut you the know the up? eastern screech owl is really small and they're like do you think this is an adult or do you think this is a baby? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I had to stop myself. Oh, my God. It's the nerd in me. I can't help it's it. Ruining the owl experience for <laughs> six-year-olds. I, asked, I did that I in story time, question. too, remember? I asked one question and then I had to stop myself from asking the other, like, ten questions that I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, apparently I didn't realize how endangered barn owls are. Yeah. They said that there's only seven pair in the state. 
Yeah, they're pretty well hidden too. Nobody talks about them. You don't seven, seven pairs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're really widely distributed um, globally, yeah. but they're uh, rapidly declining. Um. Yeah. Lack of barns. Yeah. And then, um, rat poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rodenticide has killed mm-hmm. a lot of fucking big birds. So. Yeah. I know the barn owls in particular and barred owls seem to be having a big issue with it too. So I also learned that they're doing that. Another name for the barn owl was the monkey face owl. Monkey face owl. I can see that. They're fucking cute. The southern monkey face owl. Yeah. Barn owls are rad. I wish that they weren't so (laughs) so hard to find. So I'd really I've never seen one. I'd like really love to see one in person. Yeah. Ethically, of course, from a distance through a scope. But, you know, <laughs> if you're in the I area like ethically just and you know of stare one. stare at it at night through the trees. I yeah. know. I'll, like, rake your lawn or something for you at some point if you just take me to your barn owl spot. I'll clean I'll your barn. I'll anybody. It'll keep it off my list. Pick oh, up your pellets God, for you. Hard. Yeah. Hard to say that, but I'll gladly keep it off my list just oh, so God. I could observe one just once um that's awesome i'm glad that you guys are taking him to do stuff like that because it's so fucking cool and he's so stoked about it yeah that's so random yeah, he that's did, what, he like, did yell and then like really kept yelling <laughs> just <laughs> we're like we have to get him joke for fucking owls he's so yeah, stoked really. for owls. well that's what my parents did for me you know they would just take me to things that sparked interests and in nice. things and yeah. i think that that's really important that's cool. And it's cool for, uh, I think it's good to think about for parents, new parents that are also maybe new birders or looking for like an activity for their yeah. kids. Yeah, I mean, like that. at the library, so I, cool. I was just looking for the library owl. Owl, oh my goodness. The library owl. <laughs> owl, my goodness. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking for the the hours and, um, and then that popped up. I was so, and they're all over Connecticut. So if you're in Connecticut, um, check them out because they have a, a pretty active um i guess because it's the summer yeah and uh do they have their own website yep yeah i'm gonna link to it in the episode sweet so check out horizon wings because sounds fucking rad yeah they were really cool and it was really interesting and um i think it's definitely cool for all ages that's awesome and also you just hear how stupid people are well (laughs) i feel like going to a library (laughs) To hear how stupid people are is like a waste of a great library trip. Mm. <laughs> well, Just I go mean, to Walmart. <laughs> I mean, like, th- like the stories about what people did wrong, which is why they had to rescue the owls. Oh my god! Yeah, like one woman like was keeping these owls. Like she found a nest and she kept the owlets, like she like in the house for like four, like four. They had four of them. And then they tried to keep one of them. And they, her little kid was like, but what? You know, because the rescuer was like, oh, are there any more? And the, and she's like, oh, oh, one didn't make it. And then the little kid goes, oh, mommy, but what about the one that's still at the house? Oh, man. That's heartbreaking. And so they had already, they had already, um, what's the word when they? Euthanize? No, when they. Uh, when the, <laughs> I go when right to date. So. Imprinted? <laughs> imprinted. Thank oh. you. And it already imprinted, so none of them can be released. Oh. Those poor babies. And they had nothing but spam as their diet for the first several weeks, which is just not a good spam? way to Spam? No, I don't know. Is that a false it's bird? Canned, fact? It's canned ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
don't think spam is all hands. That was a it? false bird fact, right? False bird fact. I don't know. They don't know what they were feeding it. That's fucked up. Yeah. Probably spam. Leave birds where they're supposed to be. Chunky chicken if they're lucky. <laughs> Just call someone who knows what they're doing and don't think that it, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're doing. People are fucking I feel stupid. Like, I feel like there's this attitude that sort of prevails and and it's like i'm doing a good thing i'm trying to help animals and and i think this was common before the internet but now that you have the internet you can sort of easily look up like hey should i bring a nest full of owlets into my house (laughs) and probably the internet will tell you it's a bad idea or at least they'll give you some some numbers of places well the way that they were describing it was almost like this woman thought like oh it'll be cool like we'll have baby owls and the kids will like get to (laughs) tear their feathers out yeah i mean i don't know what she was thinking but they didn't get the other one well you know so somewhere maybe there is an owl living with this family oh my god it's tough because it's like instagram too yes that's it like really bad for wildlife like in a ton of different ways right we could spend an episode talking about this yeah like all the terrible things that people do because they see it on instagram and they're like oh i should do that and it's like no you know so there are there are a bunch of people who have like fox rescues and the responsible ones and most of them are i I think you know are essentially just like you don't want a fox you should never own a fox foxes are not nice and like they'll post pictures of you know seeping wounds from these (laughs) animals biting them because they're not domesticated fucking wild animals they're 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 wild animals you know but it's like you get bit if you put meat in front of a wild animal i don't understand that shit it is hard to understand well, like in a world where you could just Google it, just well, that's what we did for the the wood duck. We just Googled what to do, and then we Googled the wildlife centers that we could take them. Yeah, it's really fucking easy not to be an asshole. Really fucking easy not to be fucking stupid these days. You have everybody has a fucking computer in their pocket at all times. Just Google it for fuck's sake. And, and there are experts, the bird on the fucking ground. There are experts who will help you, in if, you if you reach out to people. Yeah. We found yeah. a an injured uh turtle last year. Yeah. And we were able to find an expert yeah. and give it to her. Well it was right. It had been hit. It wasn't just in the road. And I, I still knew enough at that point, like if a turtle is crossing the road and you're going to move it out of the road, just keep it pointed the direction it was going. Yeah. Like rule rule one. Rule one. And then like rule two, like if it's been hit and it's bleeding a little bit, like I couldn't just leave it there, right? So Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like it had blood coming out of its little nose. Anyway, oh, it, wor- it worked out okay. We took it, we took it to um, a rehabilitator and she put caulk on the shell. That's what you do with turtles. They put like the ceiling caulk actual caulk on the on the cracks oh cool um, caulk the cracks oh, caulk the cracks <laughs> five years old so juvenile Heather <laughs> we are five years old <laughs> I think the turtle survived <clears throat> she so. did she did post a she sent a picture back a couple weeks later said that that uh, the turtle was doing okay. He was and, on a farm with other turtles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's p- running and playing and so happy. <laughs> and then I sent back, I wrote he back. He said like, thanks. Yeah, exactly. I wrote back. I was like, that's so great. So happy to hear. Blah, 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 blah. 
radio silence. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. How lie do to you I anymore. tell this forty-year-old man <laughs> that the turtle died like immediately after he brought it here? Oh, for fuck's sake! Anyway, um, so if you're okay. if you're in Connecticut and you're in the Hart- Hartford area, um, Horizon Wings is doing another event August nineteenth. They have two different um, ones that they're doing um, at the Hartford Libraries at the Albany Ave and the Park Street. That's awesome. That's two different locations, two different libraries, two different opportunities to see fucking rad owls. owls. It's a different, slightly different program. It's called A Case of Mistaken Identity. But I, I'm, I'm, there's owls, so like, I'm guessing there's owls. Anywhere there's owls is okay with me. It's, it's a good thing. Um, so, Sean, how about you, bud? I did a little bit of birding. There's a black turns cruising through connecticut so i got got black turn finally add that to the life list i'm at like 292 for the aba region just hoping for 300 by the end of the year so mm-hmm. creeping up eight more yep eight eight to go uh feeling pretty good about that my uh year numbers in connecticut are moving up from like 244 so it's been a pretty good pretty good year i've been nice. how often are you getting out like once a week maybe twice a week if i'm lucky it's a lot of it's more it's more me just looking at the rare alerts and chasing stuff Mm -hmm. um i just you know you got to take what you can get right now because it's it's so fucking slow yeah um it's 100 degrees nobody's moving around nobody's having a good time and it's we're seeing like a really slow start to the shorebird migration for the fall as Mm -hmm. it's already kicking in even though it's the end of july shorebirds are moving we should be seeing a fuckload of short-billed dowagers, and we're not. Um, there's been a lot of semi-pollinated sandpipers and least sandpipers, um, a couple of westerns mixed in, which is cool to have them around already. But there isn't a big uh, variety. It's just a lot of the same birds mm. in, in the area. So ready turnstones are still around, and they're showing up and stuff like that. So it's been cool. The turns are really what's been fun. We've had a bunch of black turns this year. A couple of adults were seen, some juveniles, a um, mm-hmm. bunch of roseate turns. Mm. Um, I know people have been seeing a lot of juvenile common turns and stuff like that. And it just all means that f- as far as Long Island Sound is concerned, our breeding colonies are starting to show up again. Roseates are tough. They've been doing a lot of work with them. And um, I know that they're starting to see an increase in nesting numbers and i i for sure know that i see rose at least one roseate when i go to milford point kind of cruising in with the common turns and that's fucking awesome it's been a really good season for nesting species nesting yeah. shorebird species in connecticut what, we've been really the, lucky what's the um what's the nesting region look like for for turns like this are they starting like greenwich and working their way up uh, I'm they're, assuming they're staying away from like the five boroughs. Yeah, they're so all they're all off they're offshore, so they're yeah. like nesting on islands and stuff like that. Okay. So Great Gull Island has a big colony of nesting terns and um, gulls. We assume. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> definitely gulls. <laughs> there's uh, there's um, like Faulkner's Island and there's Charles Island, and you know we have all of those little islands off the coast throughout Long Island Sound and on the Connecticut shore and. All of them seem to have some, at least small breeding colonies. Mm. Um, I think 
I think that it's we're we're doing okay here. Mm. Um, we're lucky. Our lease turns did really well this year, and piping plovers are really successful. Oyster catchers were successful. Um, I think that our uh, Connecticut Audubons and uh, the the protectors of the shoreline are doing a really fucking good job. Yeah, and it's really nice that we could go to Milford Point and see yeah. black, black terns right on the sandbar. It's really nice to see the signage yeah. and to see the, the filament station. Yeah, you got it. Um, I've been filling up my pockets with plastic every time I walk off the beach yep. at this point. Um, and I, you oh, know, yeah, I've been leaving that there for you though. Thank you. It's <laughs> good. I want you to feel better about yourself. So like every time I go, I try to leave some plastic. It's bottles, an odd mix of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Usually like the uh, six pack top. You know, yeah. Six pack top. Make sure to yeah. not cut the rings. Yeah. A blown up lighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. A piece of car tire. And, and lately a soiled diaper. It's nice. I appreciate yeah. the soiled diaper more than anything. Um, <laughs> So that's what I, I've been up to, just sort of hoping and praying for some new uh, new birds to come through. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, little trickles of things. Wimbrel, uh, I think there was like a marbled godwit in Rhode Island. There's an American avocet, like inland somewhere in Connecticut right now. Um, it's the second one of the year. Hmm. Um, there's some really cool birds showing up, but it's really been really slow movement. So. And it's inevitable because of the heat. Yep, things are just hanging out. So we're right. we're probably a week, maybe a week and a half behind. I, I think. Say. So yeah, you know, taking advantage, but also fucking keenly aware of the bullshit at the same time. So yeah, we just gotta we just gotta be better. We gotta fix them, fix things. We need to be better. Um, that's 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 what I've been doing. Yeah. I think just looking forward. I think Saturday we're going out with Matt Bell to see um. Uh, some what we can see off the Cape maybe for early in the morning or something like that on Saturday. Look for some shearwaters and stuff. Nice, just to break up the summer doldrums. Sure, has has there. Get out there and bird, folks. Yeah, fucking bird. Find some shorebirds. It's hot. Put a hat. Put a hat on. Yeah, and get one of those beer hats. You know that has room for two beers, and then the straws go right down to your mouth, so you don't dehydrate. You gotta stay hydrated. We're drinking Schaefer right now. It's probably pretty good for hydration. Yep. Um, mostly water mostly water a little bit of malt first ingredient <laughs> first ingredient <laughs> best ingredient um water should we, should we move on to the on to the news yeah we're pretty think? we've been pretty uh is morose the right word this, <laughs> this episode so far well, look it's hot folks uh, we're trying to keep it positive who's got positive news um i have fun news do it i have funny news i have uh i have fucking drama at its finest in the birding world mm. so if you're new to the birding world it's fucking dramatic so i want to talk about stringers and <laughs> the stringers uh are our stringers are the kind of people they string you along they they see they pretend that they see things they make up lies or they don't know better or something like that is this like a, this is a known this is just jargon in the birding world this is, stringers yeah, this is, are people who's is, like oh can't listen to larry He's a stringer. Absolutely. This is what you hear people It's say. just Karen who thinks Karen. that something is a, something special, but it's really just a sparrow. Yeah. It's a house sparrow, Karen. It's a fucking house sparrow. Yeah. So there's like a, you know, there's like a spectrum, just like with everything in birding, there's a spectrum of stringers. There's different types of stringers. Um, our good friend, uh, Georgia Armistead, wrote... Um, a blog post for the ABA back in 2014, um, and my favorite my favorite thing about it is the first the first uh, the first line says never identify a bird uh, unless you're 100 percent positive, and that's 
what you for what you learn at first and the article goes on to talk about stringers and in the way that um they they sort of uh they live in this um this area in the birding world where uh they they make big leaps mm. in in safely IDing things mm. or uh or or they're just fucking assholes so you're not <laughs> talking about like being out in a field with binoculars and going, oh, I, I think it was a black-throated green warbler. And somebody's like, really? Where? It's like, well, oh, no, maybe not. Maybe it's some of the... You're talking about, like, they're reporting this somewhere? Well, I mean, honestly, it's it's a little bit of, like, what you're saying, too. Like, if there's... If you're if you're a, a person that is consistently posting bad IDs, mm-hmm. you're just as guilty of, string, of stringing people along as somebody who... Uh, as in the somebody who um, like the, the the person that inspired me to talk about this, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jesse White from Canada, um, who just fucking lied to the whole fucking world. About <laughs> they, what? So this guy, Jesse White. I'm gonna say your name yeah. again, Jesse White. Um, oh, Jesse shit. fucking White um, in Canada said that uh, he found the first provincial record i think provincial record of uh wandering tattler um wandering tattlers don't go to canada um they hang out in much different places um and this guy because because they because they wander yeah what do we tell what is a wandering tattler do i like google this (laughs) wandering tattler is a shorebird um he stole a picture of a wandering tattler from somebody else's list. This bird is very unremarkable looking. It's pretty unremarkable looking. Um, but if you know anything about him, you know that you're probably going to find it in like Hawaii in the winter or something so was like he, that. Was he having a laugh? I don't think he was having a laugh. He posted on eBird, uh, found originally about one, one kilometer away from some bridge that I can't pronounce because it's French. Um, he said it was skittish, and then he followed the thing for a long fucking time and got one fucking picture, and he posted one picture on eBird From that is so blatantly fucking photoshopped. There's, uh, like, a halo, like, a uh, fake background <laughs> with, like, obvious sand like that is not native to wherever the fuck he is. He such it's such a ripoff and he on the fucking ABA rare bird page on Facebook like defended him his photo talked about like how he like editing people were people called him out like to his face and it got real out of hand and today subsequently birding memes mm. which is another good Facebook group if you're not part of it uh was just alive with memes of this terrible photo in various fucking different horribly photoshopped ways with all sort or or they took you know famous famously terrible memes and Mm -hmm. inserted themselves into that and it's just been like this really long drawn out thing now the problem with all of this is that stringing is bullshit like stringing is the type of thing that gets people to go out and chase a bird that they're never going to find you know and it's and it's all for fucking glory 
Like yeah. this is this is this person is so fucking desperate to be accepted and cool in the bird world that he's willing to make up a really big fucking lie and post it super publicly and fucking defend himself like until the ABA actually just shut the post down because it just got too fucking out of hand. It is unfucking real. Yeah, that's Tattlergate, man. That's it's fucking Tattlergate. I f- I f- almost feel bad for this guy the more you talk about it because it's just like seems really desperate okay and so this guy's desperate needy. <laughs> now there's another blog i think it was last week july 23rd yep um called bourbon bastards and birds it's a really good mm-hmm. fucking blog yeah super snarky and they posted about stringing before this guy popped up mm-hmm. um he wrote about a woman in california who was stringing by making up rare bird sightings uh, to pad her big year list. She was trying to do like a California Mm. big year and wanted all the fucking glory, so lied about all these rare birds that she was seeing. I just don't understand. Like, glory from whom? Like... I don't know. People aren't going to believe you anyway. Even if you did see it, there's going to be a good portion of a percentage of birders on these sites who are never going to believe you yeah absolutely so and like what do you get like you don't get anything for this now i can you could say that this is like a niche population of people who themselves are ostracized and derided by the greater (laughs) yeah exactly it's like being you know king shit of fuck mountain like nobody cares (laughs) like and I so don't the thing is that there it also inspires people to like be the bird police and like go and look for this kind of stuff right, and the same people can be get said all about, self-righteous yeah. about it too about like you know slapping people down it's just like why like i just don't yeah I don't it's understand. super catalyzing it's it's insane like do you do, do, like i i don't understand what glory you're trying to get i don't understand why the fuck you care enough to like lie to people about well, you this. care enough to lie about it but not enough to actually just go out and bird like just go look for stuff yeah uh, this one lady was caught out because like she put her she like put a sighting of i don't know what kind of bird it was i, I didn't I, I didn't dig enough <laughs> to do this it was maybe a thrush or some fucking shit i don't know but anyway the guy the guy who is like policing through this um who wrote the blog post and it's a really good blog post and i'm not calling him a bird police he calls himself that um but he was at at the that same place at the same time and he's like that fucking bird wasn't there and Mm -hmm. it was like the you know the thing that took her down it was like her own fucking fucking big year gate everything is a fucking oh, nixon's fault as far as everything's a gate gate this yeah. is the St- seagull steve yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good name oh man yeah seagullsteve.blogspot.com yep seagullsteve.blogspot.com check it out it's a really good fucking blog it's super funny they know what they're doing and stuff like that but this stringer uh stringer um article is the best one and then like this kid jesse white pops up with his own fucking string and i I did see another one where somebody had posted like uh five or six burrowing owls on a all perched on like a dead branch and on like a fake background and said that it was um taken in orange county california where there are no breeding burrowing owls Mm. they're only there like in the winter and only have just showed up 
recently going back in there and again that person got called out real hard on the uh on the interwebs on the facebook it was just like this fucking cascade of fucking bullshit liars all over the place it was amazing the more you say this guy's name the more it sounds like an alias anyway it's like uh, he Jesse has like White. a history on facebook if you like click on his name Joe smith yeah somebody made the joke oh next we're gonna see um uh, walter pinkman show up like, uh, like yeah yeah so uh, it's like wah wah but also accurate so in, uh, in other animal news bjork our cat is drinking my water from the water glass from the water glass it's hot folks it's hot I hope you've got a cold one. Man. Unless you're driving to work, in which case that's probably not responsible. So Um, my my news. Yeah. That's my news. Don't be a fucking liar. Don't be a stringer. Don't be a stringer. Don't get strung out. And don't string others along. Yeah, don't do it. Just avoid heroin. Avoid lying. (laughs) Anything involved stringing strung out. Yeah, don't stringing people. people along. That's a good one too. Don't be a dick. That's weird. Yeah, that's re- it's really just, weird. It makes me really like, happy to be a birder, though, because <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's, just it's fucking weird hilarious. Psychological thing about it that that really gets me. Yeah, I know. I mean, it is really odd to think about somebody that's willing to lie about birding. Well, willing to Photoshop. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Say it out loud. It's just like. I mean, I'm, I not, I'm, not, I'm not embedded in the, in this community enough that this that that the absurdity of this is not lost on me. Like I I'm just I'm trying to find a parallel. It's like it's like a coin collector. <laughs> it's like bragging about seeing like a, a steel well, nineteen forty three penny. Right. Well, birding and, and is weird. It's like, because... I swear I had it. I held the magnet up to it and everything. <laughs> and then, like, oh, but then I accidentally spent it at Walmart. Like, oh, no. It's like, and it's yeah. like literally, there are five people in the world who know what this is and care. And because the weirdest thing about birding is, is there's not really evidence like it's always it's your word it's yeah that's the word. biggest yeah. that's the thing it's the f- all based like, on the what fucking other honor system fucking what other bird hobby, honorably folks what other hobby is that where there, there's no tangible evidence it's just your word i don't it's weird it's like maybe some sort of like yeah solo sport like i yeah i have no idea yeah, I have no i'm idea. trying to set like a record for like hacky sack <laughs> you know taps like in your backyard at night <laughs> and you're like i got to seven thousand four hundred and thirty two and it's like no you didn't i was next door and i didn't hear you sacking last night or whatever sacking. we call this <laughs> you know it's like yeah. i don't know it's, i don't think this exists it's a real thing no, no, no. I mean, like, he, like, and um, he's saying he doesn't think that, like, a. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a parallel. A parallel exists that's that can word. that like I can't even come up with a like a metaphor. For oh that. no, the absurdity like, is is pretty pretty rare oh, in that. Man. Yeah, I think there's no is... other there's no other hobby or no other thing that we can draw a parallel yeah. to. Is this it. a sp- is birding a sport? Is that it's a pastime? So this is the problem. <laughs> birding you know, is a pastime. I don't fucking so know. So actually, while you guys were talking, <laughs> I had to I had to update our um, categories for the podcast, and it's really fucking hard because it's like. Like, is it leisure? And it's like leisure, sciences, sport, science, nature, science. Like there's there's Past three time. categories that we have to pick, 
and it's really hard to pick categories for definitely a not birding. a sport it's not it doesn't require athletic ability no it no no it's not it's a hobby but it's still the what from what's available it's not very clear as to what to label this freaking podcast recreation so. hobby any hoodle <laughs> right um <clears throat> yeah so so fuck the stringers what you got right and other birding news so um so this week I decided to do um, I was researching another backyard bird just because the last one was so lame and everybody hated it so I was like yeah I'm gonna <laughs> give them more milk. give them more of that um, and so I, I came up with this one because I was trying to think of the lamest bird that I could like lame and I just came up with lame duck and I'm like you know, it was a stroke of genius I'm like the mallard right the ubiquitous boring ass bird that everybody sees all the time and nobody has like anything to say about it. so it's Except not that people have kids. like bad things to say about them it's just that they don't have things to say about them at all because no one cares if you're under like 12 you think a duck is amazing yeah after that you don't care maybe I mean, i'm sure there are a lot of like really good under 12 birders who are completely not enthused about mallards at all yeah Matt Bell, guess. right? Because he's like, what, yeah. 13? <laughs> he was like, he was the prodigious. He was like four and already had a 500 bird life list. And he didn't give a fuck about mallards. And didn't give a fuck about mallards. Like, yeah, ever. since that kid keeps not coming on our show, not that, you know, calling anyone out. <laughs> fuck just, you, Matt Bell. We'll just no keep kidding. making fun of him. He, I think he, I think he <sighs> volunteered to come on on Friday. And we he were did. like, no, we're, it's too late at night. We can't do it, yes. <laughs> My folks are in town for for James the Junior Birder's birthday coming Fuck up. Fuck you, so. Matt Bell. Oh, Sorry, God. bud. All right, so anyway, yeah, the lame duck, the mallard. All right, so we all know the stories, right? Um, okay, I was going to give a trigger warning, like <laughs> honestly, but that's cool. Um, all right. So. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. So. That's the title of the episode, oh. trigger warning. Yeah. So, uh, whoops. Pros about the pros about the mallard. Pros for the mallard. Uh, <laughs> so scouring the internet. So the, the so the mallard is is this is the duck that you see on on your pond or at the mall or <laughs> in your backyard. Like I mean, you see this bird literally everywhere, and the female is brown, right? And it's called a a hen, right. And the male is usually sort of gray with a green head and a little white stripe and some purple, you know, wing bars and stuff like that. It's called a, a drake. And um, and aside from that, you know, they're ducks and they do duck stuff. They just dabble. They just, they do duck stuff. Um, so there are, <laughs> there are typical things about the ducks. Um, they are mostly monogamous. We'll talk about that again later. They... Um, the, the drake, unlike the um, Carolina pigeon, uh, is essentially useless after breeding. It does not incubate. It doesn't, it doesn't help raise the young. It doesn't feed the young. It essentially just does what all ducks do immediately after breeding, which is it eclipses. Um, and what all this is, this. All, all ducks do this. So um, maybe not all ducks. Asterisk. I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, so ducks lose their flight feathers uh, after breeding, and uh, this means that the male duck. Uh, if you if you want to Google this, you can you can look up um, eclipse plumage, 
And so the male duck, when it loses uh, its flight feathers, it also loses all of the color that essentially make the drake stick out from from the hen. And um, I had briefly mentioned this in, I think, the first banter episode that we did, that I was at Silver Sands um, in May. And I saw a drake in half eclipse (laughs) where half of his head was green and half of it was not. It was nuts. I've just, I've never seen anything like it. And I've seen, you know, uh, Sean, you mentioned before about wood ducks. Like when you see the male wood duck, it essentially looks like up female wood oh, duck, yeah. you know, but with those bright but with red like eyes. fucking yeah. demon eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so the, the, the reason why we think um, the, the male sort of loses this color is because it helps it blend in. It just camouflages, right? Um, the bright colors are gone. And because it can't fly, this makes it less prone to predation, which it would be because they apparently cannot fly for three to four weeks until the flight feathers come back in. That's fucked up. Oh. Right? So you're essentially flightless as a duck for a month. Fuck. Um, right me... around the time that you're, that you're, yeah, that you're, that, well, one of you is sitting on eggs. Living that penguin uh, life. All right, Lord. Um, Can you imagine just maybe it's it's not also nature's way of keeping like... him around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so st- you're stuck. Yeah, but I mean, so there are some other cool things um, about mallards, and I'm going to talk about them right now. Some are cool, some are gross, and uh, this is your official trigger warning. Um, uh, you should probably right now stop listening to the podcast uh unsubscribe from the podcast to forget any of this ever happened because it's about to get real do it drakes are (laughs) (laughs) we all know this to be true um so when i said earlier that um there goes all our progressive listeners yeah bye they'll come back um that uh male drakes um, are monogamous to a point um, but they will um, I'm trying to remember the the official wording for this um, it, but it's essentially non-consensual um, uh, sexual congress with other hens who are not their mate so they're monogamous until they start other ducks correct got it so the hen would also be monogamous except for also like the 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 duck rape wow um it gets worse okay so um we're fond of talking about cloacas um we are right um but you you rub cloacas and and baby birds happen it's very wholesome right but we're talking about like actual genitals (laughs) Yeah. Right, so no, ducks there's, have there's, genitals. There's genitals tucked um, tucked away inside them cloacas. Yeah, it's real fucking gross. So, so this, so the, so the, the male duck, I think, has um, has a huge variation in the size of uh, of the penis. Um, f- I guess across uh, duck uh, species and things like that, um, they come in a variety of shapes that are all disturbing. One hundred percent. Don't Google pictures. No, don't do it. Uh, you'll regret it, it and you, you just can't, just you can't unsee the it. Okay. Uh, the most common one would be the corkscrew. <laughs> okay. Um, and interestingly, uh, so there's a, there's a, um, 
there is a uh, a Yale ornithologist named Richard Prume who actually um, uh, describes the the male phallus, which is also a spiral. Um, but the interesting thing is that the the phallus uh, spiral is the opposite direction from that um, of the uh, of the of the female's um, internal apparatus. So literally, uh, vagina. The, so literally, it's like clockwise counterclockwise and square peg in a round hole yes and uh seemingly with the goal of just not being inseminated which is interesting but there are also um there's not sort of one straight ahead canal there are branching canals uh off to all sides um most of which will dead end oh yeah it's like a labyrinth right and so with david bowie and literally david bowie is inside the 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 female genitals of most mallards so david (laughs) bowie lives in the vagina of of mallard hens inside one of her many canals well technically it's it's the oviducts not the vagina oh so she's i don't think ducks have vaginas i don't know so they're her she uses her duck vagina her fake duck vaginas to confuse the male yes yes drake Ducks. Right. So th- so the the hen uh who is mated, right, will if beset upon by some dastardly drake, drake uh will uh, apparently can sort of shake her hips. Shut things down down there. She just yawns, is... turns off one side of her vagina and like starts reading Cosmo like <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> God, why did I tell my parents about the podcast last week? <laughs> yeah. I made a huge mistake. Hi, That's Jim horrible, and Karen. Horrible, horrible. Ducks are ducks are just allowing the They're disgusting uh, and terrible. Like it's like fucking madness. Just men. FYI yep. audience. Most of that description I had my hand in my hair, my mouth dropped. It was like horrifying but also amusing. Oh, God, I mean, I know the, I know this. Ducks are shitty. But it's just so <laughs> gross. And then you, it's shocking how many ducks there are, with all this situation happening. Yeah. Like this is especially being that they're so fun to shoot. Oh my god. Yeah. I never wanted to hunt a duck more than now than I do. Right. That's... Aim for the Drake. Jesus, what a fucking um, douchebag. Other interesting, interesting facts. Um. So when you hear ducks quack, the ubiquitous duck quack, mm-hmm. uh, it's not the drake. It's the female, always. The drake apparently does not quack. What? The drake just makes weird... This is just mallards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just sort of makes a raspy sort of sinewy call. You can hear this on most apps um, when you listen to the... It's, it's sexually dimorphic. Um, so the female does the, the ubiquitous, like, quack, 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 and the male is just... He's just trying to be real quiet and creepy. Yeah, like a f- quiet and creepy. Fucking douchebag in the yep. fucking wings. Wow. So, um, mallards. So they, so they, they can nest up to a mile away from water, um, and they'll nest in almost anything. So they can nest on the ground. They can nest in a tree stump, up in a tree. They'll, they've been known to nest in, like buckets and tires and random stuff. Uh, so I came across the birdist, um, who we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, does a um, birdist rules um, uh, for birding uh, for which is on audubon.org and uh, he he has an article called birdist rule number 79 think of something nice to say about mallards 
most of it is about how you can't really say anything nice about Mallard's, but there is some some funny stuff here at the bottom. He actually, um, I guess, called out to uh, Twitter and um, was taking uh, submissions from people, nice things to say about about Mallard's. And um, I'm sure Twitter followed followed suit. With, yeah, with great, 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 <laughs> great. Cute stuff. tail curl. That's all I got. Was one. Uh, one was uh, that they've been known to have hybridized with 387 other species, including the blue tit. I'm pretty sure this is apocryphal. I don't know, but they, <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of hybrids. Uh, so yeah. ducks can hybridize, like they can interbreed with any other. And that's duck what's weird. Like um, when they get like you get when this it's crazy like, spotted, bottled like in Lidditz when, when we yeah. go there, they have this crazy duck pond, and some of them have been. Um, some of mixed them are, with like yeah, they're all black some are all white some are brown and purple but like with lar- like it, it's weird when spots. it it's mixed with like a larger duck yeah so they'll be like half mallard half like giant white duck yeah you've never seen this i mean i've seen the i've seen the hybrid mallards and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i didn't realize they were like just fucking everything, everything. oh yeah wow yeah, and prolific the kitchen fuckers. Yeah, got it. Uh, my favorite mallards. one of these before I turn this over uh, to the news item was: um, I once saw a mallard with a nest made of trash at the edge of the pool in front of the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> I like that. That's fucking perfect. Yeah, a nest made of trash right in front of the Capitol. Oh, beautiful. Maybe it was like an Occupy protest. Okay, so turning away from the horrible things about ducks. So the the news item uh, that was associated with this was um, also on Audubon.org that a mallard duck, this is uh, the article, is a mallard duckling is thriving and maybe diving under the care of loon parents. That's a cute fucking story. This is a super cute story. And um, so I guess this this article is... um, July 12th, 2019, um, somebody was watching uh, a loon egg and, you know, came, the egg was hatched, like looking at the, you know, at the chick or whatever you call it, a loon. A baby, baby. loon. <laughs> baby loon. Baby loon works for me. And it was just sort of not quite right. You know, the bill wasn't stubby enough and the plumage was a little too light and it looked brought like somebody a... back like 10 days later and it was just clearly a mallard. It looked like a duck. <laughs> clearly a mallard loon. duck. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and but the 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 loon parents who and apparently loons and mallards are like oil and water. They They're don't chill different. and they don't stay in the same places. And yeah. loons will fight mallards. Yeah. We know we now know why. Um, loons will totally fight them off of their off of their water. Yeah. And uh, but these these loon parents are raising this this duckling and um, apparently teaching it how to dive like a loon and apparently the duckling is trying (laughs) (laughs) trying is a nice way to put it yeah um there's also a really super adorable picture i got it up all right super adorable picture sean it's funny because the 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 duck is at this point yeah like the same size as the parent loon but it's just 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 chilling on top of the loon it looks like it's surfing (laughs) on the loon it's funny. It, I, I wonder. Love it. I wonder if the mallard is both like tr- like trying to like dive for food, but also is like dabbling as normal, like just yeah. eating seaweed off the top of the water too, yeah. or not so, seaweed, but algae or whatever they eat. I reached out to the woman who took the photo. Oh, really? Linda Grenzer, and she said that it's okay for us to use the image for oh, our, awesome. our episode. But also now, 
I am so sorry, Linda Grenzer, if you listen to this podcast, because I'm sure you didn't expect to hear all the horrible things we just talked about. Maybe we, we can put sorry. a warning to her specifically in the show notes just not to listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... Maybe, do you think the, the foulmousepodcast.com needs a parental warning? Just like it has a landing page and it's just like a parental warning? No, it does. I mean, well, I do have... Um, the explicit the children i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> i do have an explicit uh rating on our podcast so fair but oh my gosh it's a really is, cute fucking picture it's a really cute fu- fu- fucking picture but also i this is the podcast i'm like oh my god i can't believe we keep telling people to listen to our podcast is, <laughs> oh no um that's all i got on on ducks i'm sure this will be Corkscrew dicks. This is way more popular than... Wacky branching vaginas. Than the Carolina pigeon. Much more wholesome. Should we just go right into the main topic? Yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) We've scarred people enough. So we had a friend um, of the podcast, the local birder, Christina um, Scully, reached out and said that she liked the podcast contrary to what I would assume that a normal person would think about us and asked if we would talk about some of our favorite birding spots. Um, I know she's keen on some Connecticut spots, but I think it's fair to, to like go over some of our favorite spots globally as, as hopefully somebody, somebody from fucking Europe is listening to us or somewhere. So Japan, I don't know where the fuck you are. Where are you? Tell us where you're from. We want to know where you're from. I want to know where you're from. We want to know where you bird. Where do Tell you bird? Tell us where the good birding spots are where you are so that if we end or, ever end up there, we can, yeah, we can hit those up. Otherwise, you're just going to hear from us about Connecticut. Share your owl spots with me. <laughs> 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 I'll be ethical, I swear. I'll be. <laughs> no flash photography, please. So I think we've all got our favorite spots. We got a bunch of lists, but we'll, yeah. We got a lot of fucking spots that we really like to go. We'll, we'll we talk about a couple. East Rock a lot, so yeah. we won't talk about that anymore. Never again. Never again. Fuck East Rock. That's um, not true. All right, we'll start maybe real quick. Heather, do you want to talk about Japan a little bit? Yes, because... It doesn't get too much further away from Connecticut. No. Yeah, the, the furthest away we've birded would be um, Japan. And um, quick note. The way that we found someone to give us, um, like, a bir- their birding spot in Japan was, I went to a website that was probably built in 1995. It's horribly done, um, but it's called birdingpal.org, and you have to, you have to like give them money through PayPal in order to like connect with someone, <laughs> which I found out they'll they charge you a subscription and so they charged me like a year later and i had to stop that subscription oh that's funny so be aware yeah. so be aware but i was able to uh befriend an older japanese gentleman masahiro san and what about masahiro san oh my god i love masahiro he's he talks shit about trump so hard it's great Get him on the show. I know, yeah. I know. He's great. Just got to work out that twelve-hour time difference. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and Masahiro-san um brought us to um 
a burning spot near Osaka and we um Mino. Mino. And we were um and he introduced us to a um a fellow birder who's also a prof- professor of birding? A a ornithologist of some sort? No. Or was he No, but he was a trained He was a trained bird guide? bander. And bander. Yeah. I know he worked for a university. It was really mm. hard to get all the details straightened Our out. Our Japanese is Japan. very, very, very poor. Very I poor. know none, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this guy Super bad. and the bander um didn't know any English. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Easy to bird with a guy that doesn't speak yeah, English. Well, yeah, well Masahiro san um translated. So um so he showed us um uh what was it a brown hawk owl that was in the park mm-hmm. and it was great because we also got to show other because he set up the scope and then we were able to show other um people that were passing by oh cool this, you yeah know. that's a rare it was really nice yeah, yeah cool. and it was just like perched in a tree i actually have a phone scope of it we mm-hmm. can maybe throw it online but yeah. it was like it was not too far from the walking trail of this like paved you know path in a in a really nice park you know, is like a really, really cool place. We yeah, actually waterfall. saw, um, yeah, saw like a monkey attack there. It was, it was really <laughs> we great. did. We um, did. It was so the, the thing is, like in Japan, it seems like it's still really possible, even in super trafficked areas, to like possibly be attacked by a wild animal. And so everywhere we went this last time we were there, we kept seeing like hand printed signs warning of kite attacks kite attack yeah like kites the raptor um well the hand printed sign was the yeah. one in um nico about monkeys okay well there was the, the, and right. then and then the painted one was in kamakura um yeah. at the temple where at the, at right the, morning what of kind the kites. of kites i don't know black kite is yeah so you saw That's black right. so they have black kites in japan yep and they attack people yeah holy yes. shit uh so they will try to get your food. Apparently, um, if, oh, you, like if you, yeah, if you like, if you hold up, you know, whatever you're eating, your Japanese yaki, hot dog. Yeah, yeah, your Japanese hot dog. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you hold up your Japanese hot dog, the kite will try to take it from you. Um, or your highball. And so, yeah, yeah, and so these monkeys, like, but there are lots of places. I mean, Japan is a lot of mountains especially on the main island yeah and and the towns are are built into the sides of mountains and the mountains are so steep the that ma- there's not really any way to so yeah there's, there's no, no keeping monkeys out yeah. and so they're just around and they will just ran this this one monkey just ran into a group of people and like stole some snack yeah sold, stole they a snack. know they so get the gonna... white bag yeah so you're shit out of luck with food one way or the other if you're walking around Japan. So yep. a monkey's going to steal from you. A kite's going to steal from you. Yes. Well, one time when we were in Nikko, mon- we were having our little picnic on the beach, and a monkey uh, got really close to us. And I realized I had the white plastic bag out. Mm-hmm. and like They actually specifically warn you against 
carrying the kombini bag, like the white plastic bag with your food in it, because monkeys know what that means. Wow. They know it means food. That's fucked up. So I just, as I was watching him with one eye, like slowly <laughs> took the bag. And, and I'm like just snapping pictures. And he's, yeah. <laughs> and he's peeing. And he's peeing. And the monkey's just peeing. Nice. <laughs> like, like staring I don't want your at the food, bag. Asshole. I'm just taking a shit. Get out of my bathroom. <laughs> like overlooking this beautiful volcanic lake. Yeah. Monkeys don't care. Monkeys don't give a fuck. Monkeys don't give a fuck. But what other birds I, did you see there? Uh, yeah. Mm, so what's really um common there are um the white eye, Japanese white eyes. Yep. They're so pretty. Yep. Um and then what Scott labeled bush warbler. Yeah, the Japanese bush warbler. Or it's better known as a Japanese nightingale, which oh. has the coolest song I've ever heard. I'll insert it right here. Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> so beautiful. If you listen yeah. to if you ever watch an anime and um oftentimes you can hear you it. can hear this like song. If if there's the- if there's a scene in the Japanese mountains somewhere, like in the spring or summer you will hear this bird in the background. Oh, it's yeah. like a wood truck and it's being just piped like... through in the U.S. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. That sounds cool. Can't wait to hear it. It's very and Japanese. It'll just like do this stuff. It's it really, like really flute. cool. Yeah. That's pretty rad. It's really wicked. You hear it I everywhere. Go birding in Japan. We heard it the first time, I think, on Mount Takao. Anyway. Japan um, sounds rad. I want to go there and Japan watch people rad. get attacked by monkeys. Um, oh, and we've, we've seen um, woodpeckers that are like bright green, which I don't... I forget what that one and is. the parakeet the row um the oh i can't remember um so there are a few old world parrots hmm. um that you can find in oh. um southeast asia and japan and um i can't remember it's like the rose beak to rose i don't um the woodpecker that i wanted to mention is called the Japanese green woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> and the parakeet to remember. I wanted to mention is the rose-ringed parakeet. Rose-ringed parakeet. Rose-ringed parakeet. Yeah. So if I click, here's the picture. And they're supposed they're That's supposed the to be there. The, the parakeets? I think I mean yes and no. Um so they are sort of like yeah, so they're like I'll, our monk parakeets. I'll go out on a yeah, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say they're not. Okay. Um, because, um, especially, I think the rose ring especially are these are like formerly domesticated um, sort of pets that have escaped and um, have just adapted to the wild and now can be found, along with like the Alexandrine and others. Also, yeah. the they're everywhere, but the jungle crows. Oh, jungle cool. crows are really cool. Again, like they just sound crazy. They sound like crying babies. Wow. It's super- it's super creepy That's and weird. Cool. Um, they're pests. They're yes. everywhere. But they're yeah. gigantic. They are enormous. That's a standard Corvid situation yep. just to be a fucking pest. Yep. Man, that's cool. That's Sean, how about you? I've never been birding outside of the country. Um, Canada, right? Sort I, of? I accidentally went to Canada this summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, but Did you run Acadia... into Jesse White while you were there? <laughs> I heard he saw something crazy, like the something Tatler. <laughs> I don't know. I just Fucking saw it Jesse somewhere. White. Um, I really like birding in Acadia. Go to Sertamont Springs. You're going to get amazing birds there. Um, uh, Northern California, birded a little bit up there, and it's been phenomenal. And 
sort of up in like Mendocino and uh, up in uh, Humboldt County and stuff like that. Those just some really cool remote regions of the forest and there's some really cool birds out there. Mm. Beautiful landscape. Um, fully worth just going to hang out in the redwoods and you can see the amazing shit fly through those giant old trees. It's pretty rad. Uh, Stellar's jays are like one of my favorites. Mm. You know, you see them in California. Um, I think though that, you know, we should definitely say Connecticut has amazing birding. We talk mm. about yep. it all the time. Um, people probably don't believe us in a lot of ways, but we've got some amazing diversity in our, and we have, we have a little bit of everything. Um, you're bound to see a little bit of everything. So, I mean, mm -hmm. some of my favorite places, we talk about them all the time. Hammonasset, um, it's in Connecticut, uh, beach, beachy area with marsh and we get amazing shorebirds and mm. birds of prey and, um, but basically, the entire Connecticut shoreline is worth birding. Um, you guys, I know Silver Sands is mm -hmm. like one of your favorites. I really like Sherwood Island. Mm -hmm. um, it's out in Westport in Connecticut, closer to New York. Um, but no matter which way you go, you're That's sort of right. bookended by amazing shorebird uh, birding, um, you know, in Queens. And then again, in Rhode Island at Truston Pond and those places, you'll just see the most amazing stuff. And Connecticut just funnels it all in. Right. I mean, that's a, when we talk about this, we always talk about how, you know, just anywhere like New Haven, you have the mountains sort of 10 minutes this way and you have the shoreline yeah. five minutes that way, 10 minutes that way. Yeah, we're surrounded. You know, and then once you're once you're sort of past the mountains, once you're over that crusty lump, you know, just inland, you know, 10, 15 miles. Then you get this sort of up into the highlands in the, you know, up towards Kent and stuff like that. You see completely different birds like you were talking about. There are all these oh, yeah. like hidden spots where you just see something that you will not see anywhere else in the state or even like maybe in the surroundings. I mean, you could, you could drive north to south in Connecticut in like an hour and 10 minutes and you can find breeding warblers and breeding shorebirds. Right. An hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes apart from each other. And there's not that there's not too many places in the country where like that's such a thing, and mm -hmm. we're really we're really fucking fortunate. We're here. spoiled, yeah. We've got sure. bent to the river with amazing birding. You can get pretty much anything you want: Just fields, tall trees, like old growth, new growth, water. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit of everything with them. Um, I I can't say enough about birding in Connecticut. You've got fields. You've got agriculture fields unbroken we've got small small sections we've got salt marsh we've got freshwater marsh mountains like you said we've got literally everything and no birding festival <laughs> <laughs> throw that one in there huh. no birding festival but yeah you should check out um there's books frank gallo just wrote a really great book about birding in connecticut right um it's phenomenal tells you where the bathrooms are Best Probably the most it. important most, thing about Most birding. important thing. You Talk don't want to have access. to poop in the woods. You don't want to have to poop like in the, the woods. Like the Pope or a bear. Bury your shit. Oh. Very so, I mean, I assume, I assume that, like, Rhode Island is partially like this. I assume yeah. that Massachusetts is partially like this. Yeah. Maine. Oh, yeah. Like, pretty much as you go up the coast, I'm assuming this is similar. Except for, I guess, the thing that's going to throw it is... is maybe the breeding just longitudinally yeah. as you go further north you're gonna mm -hmm. you're gonna get some more stuff of this and some less stuff of that so maybe it's just 
I don't know. You know, if you're from northern New England, if you're from the Midwest, you just fuck right off. But if you're from like <laughs> northern New England, like tell us what you're seeing right now. Like, are you seeing anything in the in the summer? Like, what's your what's your August plan? Fucking, is there someplace cool that you can go to bird? Brown boobies are showing up in uh, Long Island. Just talk to us because wow. honestly, no one does unless it's on. The... It was it was my like, what's up with you this week, Scott? Nobody wants to talk to me. Talk oh, to us, guys. Talk to us about your stuff. We want to know where you're burning. Maybe we should have a call-in episode. We'll do a live. A live call-in episode. This is going to be radio we'll silence for an hour. Yep. It's going to be awesome. It'll be another <laughs> one of these. Crickets. Just be Steve calling us. <laughs> Steve, call us. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good places to go burning. We, I think the best thing you can do, honestly, is to go buy Frank's book. Yeah, Frank Gallo. Yeah, that's a really good book. Do you know the title offhand? I don't. It's like birding. Hey, do you want to Google that for us? Something like that. I remember Frank's... you talking about this book. I think on episode maybe zero or episode I've one. Just... Oh, it was with um, George Armistad, wasn't it? Birding in Connecticut. Birding in, in Connecticut. Connecticut. Frank Gallo, the man, the myth, the legend. If you're not in Connecticut, don't even just don't buy it. You'll like... feel bad about yourself. No, buy it. Come birding here and give us a reason to have a birding festival. Oh man, that's an even better idea. We want to have a birding festival. Um, and then in Massachusetts, one place we went to that I really liked was Arcadia Wildlife Sanctuary. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. heard this place is amazing, right? Which uh, I, I was always getting confused yeah. between Acadia, Acadia and, and Arcadia. Arcadia. Much closer. Yeah. Much closer. Very cool. It's Northampton area? Yeah, it's okay. in East yep. Hampton. Cool. But very close to Northampton. That's where we once, that's where we saw for the first time, like, 50 palm warblers like yeah. running around on the ground <laughs> just like dipping, dipping their little butts and can't wait for them to show back running up. around and yeah. doing palm warbler and it things. was like yellow rumped warbler explosion explosion yeah it was cool we we forgot our binoculars that day we weren't planning on birding we just were going from like point a in northampton to point b in palmer and we're like hey let's not go to palmer for as long as possible and <laughs> like hit up this place yeah, who wants to hang out with my brother? Nobody. <laughs> Get out of here, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. He's never going to hear this anyway, so. Fuck your birds. Guys. Um, he had an eastern wood peewee living under his deck, and he was just like. <sighs> like spraying it with wasp poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Get God. out of here. No, no, no. So no. like a huge wasp. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't spray. He was just really yeah. annoyed, and I'm like, "That's so cool, guys." This is a this has been a great episode, Sean. Thanks for coming over and bantering with us. Hey, anytime, Heather. Thanks as always for being mellow. Thanks for your round edges. I'm sorry that I can be pointy. Um, oh, this is so nice. We'll, um, this is sweet. We'll do. Sp- We've got some interviews lined up. We're gonna do. We've got some interviews coming up. We promise. It's been hard. Everyone's on vacation. Yeah, it's summertime. It's It's really hot. People are fleeing Connecticut for for cooler regions. We assume. And uh, but we have some really cool guests lined up. We do. So we're gonna have some interviews coming. We apologize for boring the shit out of you. Once again. Tell us where you want to go birding. Tell us where you like to go birding. Bring us with you. Show us your owls. Show us your owls. We will ethically stare at your owls all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> Bow Mouse Podcast.